gonna need a bigger boat. No. I am your father. I'm gonna make him an offer again. Life was like a box of chocolates. Wax on, wax off. I see dead people. Here's Johnny. He's a liar. You can't handle the truth. Good morning, Vietnam. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Get away from her, you bitch. Hot quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour. Cinematic Hi, and welcome to Cinematic Leap a movie podcast where we apply six degrees of Kevin Bacon-style process to select our next movie. Each week, we will watch a movie, provide our review, then take a cinematic leap by selecting an actor, director, crew member within this pod's movie to choose our next movie. As always, I'm joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Michael Thompson. Pop quiz, hotshot, what's the best movie podcast you know of? <laughs> oh, it's ours, surely. <laughs> and Glenn Greening. Uh, I had a thing lined up and now... Uh, it's not lined up anymore. Never mind. We'll fix it on post. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's so good. How are we, guys? Well, relaxing over a long weekend. Hmm. Yeah. So it's a, well, it's it's an earlier recording, but it's a later recording, if that makes sense. Because mm. we're recording during the afternoon, but a day later. Yes. Post Oscars. Well, yes. during the Oscars, I guess. Yeah. Is it finished yet? I think so. I don't know. Surely Top Gun Maverick's won the, the gong. The most entertaining movie of the year by far. I don't know if that's by the far. case. <laughs> don't talk about things that are weeks ago for our listeners. No, well, that's true. That is a good point, Ben. <laughs> Speaking of entertaining movies, great segue, Scott. Um, this week we are doing the movie Speed a 1994 action thriller film directed by Jan de Bont. Stars Keanu Reeves, Sandra Bullock and Dennis Hopper. Co-stars Jeff Daniels and Joe Morton. Had a budget of 30 to 37 million. Uh, made 350.4 million. So made an absolute truckload of money, which was thoroughly or, deserved. Or a busload. <laughs> hey, well played. Thank you. Uh, and the critics loved it. Um, I took one of the reviews, Roger Ebert, who's, who's rather famous. Uh, he gave it four out of four. And he notes, films like Speed belong to a genre he calls bruised forearm movies because you're always grabbing the arm of the person next to you. Mm-hmm. Done wrong, they seem like tired replays of old chase cliches. Done well, they're fun. Oh, done, <laughs> done like Speed, they generate a kind of manic exhilaration, which I think is probably a fair point. Um, and that was followed through on the ones that we usually look at. Rotten Tomatoes uh, had an average score of 8.1 out of 10, IMDb 7.3 out of 10, and Metacritic 78% or 78 out of 100. Um, this movie actually won two Academy Awards. What? Um, Get out. Yeah, Best Actor, Keanu Reeves, and uh, Best Supporting Actor. No, just joking. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, The one for sound and sound editing, editing, and also, oh, sorry, sound effects editing, uh, and also won a BAFTA for sound. So sounds good. It was, uh, yeah. I like what I hear. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it, you two. Um, All right. Uh, So, Glenn, why did you choose the Leaper? Well, just exactly what you just said, isn't it? The sound. Um, <laughs> the last uh, 
the last film we watched, the sound was actually did stand out as a as a good. Did that win an Oscar, Michael? At all, Spider Man. I wonder if that one. Uh, yeah, actually, probably. Hang on, let me let me check. Uh, you got YouTube on the sound. I'll check out the it probably, data. It, it probably won best animation, but I, I wonder if it had any sound nominations or anything like that. Because yeah, the sound in that was really good. Was and excellent. then we've jumped to a mm. Oscar-winning sound film. So there you go. Mm. Did yeah. you know that when you jumped, Glenn? No, no, I didn't. I did, Michael. That's why I chose Speed. Not because it's just a ridiculously fun action movie that I thoroughly enjoy, but uh, just I love the sound editing and the uh, the sound effects editing and the sound. So. <laughs> Big fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I chose this movie just because, as I said, it's just it is just a really good action film. And having watched it again, um, I actually had more of a, a a greater appreciation for it. I'd forgot just how how fun and engrossing movie this was. It's good. So, it's like it's like Speed Two, but like with a bus, but and also a truckload better, <laughs> and and with Keanu. <laughs> So obviously we'd all seen this going in. Um, Glenn, what were your thoughts when I chose Speed? Um, oh, I remember liking it when I watched it however many years ago. Um, and so yeah, I was I was excited to watch it again. I remember it was I remember it was like three parts, and the bus was the middle part, and there was a bit at the start, and a bit at the end, which I remember being a bit not as good as the bus part, but um, I actually. Enjoyed it probably more this time than when I watched it years and years ago. Holds up, mm. holds up well. Well, considering for the listeners, Glenn was actively trying to push me to select this movie <laughs> uh, when we when no, we recorded last rubbish. time. He was I wouldn't. He had his phone out. He was pointing. He was showing me that this is the movie that we should have picked. Uh, so I'm not surprised, Glenn. You were you were semi happy that we we're choosing this, Michael. What were your thoughts? Um. Oh yeah, like you know. I remember being a, you know, a, a solid action. Hadn't really given it much thought. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, what's look at that. Uh, on a on a side note, the yeah, the Into the Spider Verse Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. Um, I don't think one for anything for sound. Mm. Robbed. Robbed. Yeah. Yeah. Again, just an Oscars travesty. I want a truckload of awards though. Oh, I've got Lots. no doubt. It was a yeah. A ripper film probably deserved a better rating from you and Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it got marked down just because it's a superhero film, but it was it was enjoyable. <gasps> so you agreed. All right. Well, we'll join the do soon do the synopsis. Michael, throw to the trailer. All right. Pop quiz. Airport. Gunman with one hostage. He's using her for cover. He's almost to a plane. You're a hundred feet away. What do you think? Shoot the hostage. What? Go for the good wound, and he can't get to the plane with her. Clear shot. You're deeply nuts, you know that? All right, gentlemen, what we have here are 13 passengers in an express elevator. Bomb's already taken out cables. Bomber wants $3 million or he blows the emergency brakes. Anything else that'll keep this elevator from falling? Uh, the basement. He can strike anywhere. At any time. Will the mystery guest please sign in? Why are they messing with me? Do they think I'm doing this for fun? For L.A. cop Jack Traven. Tell me again, Harry. Why did I take this job? Oh, come on, 30 more years of this, you get a tiny pension and a cheap gold watch. Cool. The game began. 
very exciting, Jack. Some close calls, huh? When someone put the city of Los Angeles to the ultimate test. Pop quiz, hot shot. There's a bomb on a bus. Once the bus goes 50 miles an hour, the bomb is armed. If it drops below 50, it blows up. What do you do? What do you do? Now. Are you insured? Yeah, why? He's the only solution. We just got a ransom demand from your terrorist. Says he's rigged the city bus. Where's Jack? Where do you think? Stay on or get off. Get off. This is much better. Everybody hold on! Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock. Pop quiz. You have a hair trigger aimed at your head. What do you do? What do you do? Speed. Get ready for rush hour. All right. So obviously, I chose this movie, so I get the joys of doing the synopsis. Um, Scott, I've uh, got a, I've got a quick synopsis here for you already. I've just done it. I saw oh, this in a okay. movie about a bus that had to speed around the city, keeping its speed over fifty. And if its speed dropped. It would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. All right, can we go to the character <laughs> categories? Uh, well, play good. Uh, obviously, with the synopsis, there will be spoilers throughout. So if you have not seen Speed, the first question is why. Uh, but secondly, obviously, yeah. Pause the pod, go and watch the movie. It is an absolute ripper. Uh, and then come back and listen to our review. All right. So this uh, synopsis I have ripped off pretty much straight from Wikipedia. Uh, LAPD SWAT bomb disposal officers Jack Traven, played by Keanu Reeves, and Harry Temple, played by Jeff Daniels, thwart an attempt to hold an elevator full of people for $3 million ransom. Michael. Um. Is it SWAT and bomb disposal? Is like, is there budget cuts at LAPD? Is it <laughs> well, I assume the SWAT team has a bomb disposal. I don't know. I, I mean, I, usually they're different things, the different skill sets, like, you know, going in, shooting people versus going in, shooting people, and then, um, you know, disposing a bomb. They're kind of like, you know, I, I thought they were different skill sets, but, you know, budget cuts. Maybe. With. Maybe. Look, there is a hyperlink that I could go to to try and find that question out, but it might, it might just uh, derail us a little bit. Um, anyway, so yes, so our LAPD SWAT bomb disposal officers, Jack Traven and Harry Temple, thwart an attempt to hold an elevator full of people for a $3 million ransom by an extortionist bomber, later identified as Howard Payne. As they corner Payne, he takes hostage, sorry, takes Harry hostage. Jack intentionally shoots Harry in the leg, forcing the bomber to release him. Payne flees and detonates the bomb forcing the uh, seemingly dying. Jack and Harry are praised by Lieutenant, Lieutenant Mac McMahon, played by Joe Morton, with Harry being promoted. Having survived the incident, however, Payne watches from afar. Uh, and then they get presented with a medal and everyone's excited. They go out and they, they get drunk and they have a good night. Mm, and Howard Payne is also excited. Good on you, Jack. I love that. Actually, mm. I really love that in this one the villain is involved from the start. Like it's kind of, yes. um, you know, we it's actually probably one of the, the first characters we see. 
So, yeah, really like that. Mm. Um, the next morning after the after the ceremony, uh, Jack witnesses a mass transit bus explode from a bomb planted by Payne, who contacts Jack on a nearby payphone, explaining that a similar bomb is rigged on another bus, which will activate once it reaches 50 miles per hour, which is 80 kilometres per hour here in Australia, and detonate if it drops back below 50. Payne also demands a ransom of 3.7 million and threatens to detonate the bus if passengers are, off, are offloaded. Jack races through freeway traffic and boards the bus, but the bomb is already armed. He explains the situation to Sam Silver, the bus driver. However, a felon on board, fearing Jack is about to arrest him, wildly discharges his gun, accidentally wounding Sam. Another passenger, Annie Porter, takes over the driving for Sam, but when she tries to slow down so he can get help, Jack is forced to reveal the bomb to the passenger's shock and horror. Jack examines the bomb underneath the bus and calls Harry, who works to identify the bomber. The bus is cleared to drive on an unopened freeway section. Mac demands that they offload the passengers onto a flatbed trailer, but Jack warns him about Payne's plot. I was thinking um, so far. I was thinking a bit earlier than this. Why don't they just like go to the airport and do laps? But obviously I'd seen the movie before and forgotten that that's exactly mm. what they do later. <laughs> yeah, they've got to get there first. Michael, anything? Um, I, I mean, I did read something where it's like, you know, um, where why didn't Keanu just shoot out the tyres? Um, that's where apparently come up on the, the interwebs before mm. getting on the bus. Like, bang, bang. Um, well, because then it would yeah. slow down. But oh, I hadn't hit fifty. Like you know, before it hits fifty, oh. the tires. Mm. Yeah, because um, remember, he's it's they're stuck at a traffic jam when he's trying mm. to get onto the bus initially, and he's right there. So yeah, he should cracks gone, the window. Bang, bang, bang. bang. Oh. Yeah. Ah, I now mean, you can't hit fifty. It really would have been really. I'd been roll credits. Heavy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would have. Um, I think the well, rider, the rider did go on to say, like, oh, I just would have had the the Jaguar drive run over him then, or hit him, like you know, so. <laughs> Um, I guess I guess at the end of the day, though, is that, as, as we find out later, Howard Payne is watching in terms of what's going on. So mm. if that had happened, he probably would have just blown the bus up. That's my assumption. Yep. He Indeed. would. Yeah. But, you know, Somehow. if he called and sort of kind of, you should, you stop the bus, what's going on? It's within the rules. He didn't say, like. Yeah, he didn't say <laughs> I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Howard was going to stick strictly to those rules, though. What? Are you saying there's not honour amongst thieves? Uh, Witnessing the events on TV, Payne calls Jack to reiterate his instructions. While he is convinced to allow the injured Sam, the driver, uh, to be offloaded for medical attention as a show of goodwill, Payne detonates a smaller bomb after witnessing a passenger attempt to get her off, uh, which kills her. When Jack learns part of the freeway is incomplete, he persuades Annie to accelerate so they can jump the gap. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which narrowly succeeds before directing her to the Los Angeles, Los Angeles International Airport to use their unobstructed runways uh, to continue to be able to drive at that, 50 um, kilometres now. That scene with the passenger, I thought it was really well played. Like, she, like, you know, it's a bit part, but she really came across as, like, she wanted to get off. And, like, yeah, yeah like, it's, you know, it's probably, you know, a subtle thing, but, like, you felt it. Like, you know, she felt that visceral kind of, like, I need to get off. It's like, but, yeah. you know, you could really, no. So... Cold started her. Well, I was going to bring this up in my questions 
uh, later on, but I'll do it now, right? So the cops know the rules. Mm. And yet they continue to keep asking her, come on, come on, come off, come off. Yeah, kill everybody. Like seriously, you know, you, you actually know that you're not supposed to be taking people off. You've got one person off as a sign of goodwill. Why are you encouraging these people to get off? Yep. So don't know. stupidity actually cost a lot. Well, they're not yeah. great. They're Risks. not smart cops. I mean, they're directing them onto a freeway that's not finished construction as well. I mean, <laughs> well, I didn't know that. Well, according to the map, it was finished. Yeah, but actually, come on. And as we found out, they must have got they must have got behind. According finished, to actual open. real life, and here's a here's a bit of trivia for you. Um, it was finished, um, and but it hadn't and it hadn't opened yet. It was actually a real highway that hadn't. Mm. They had like they got permission to use it for a week. Prior to its opening, so um, yeah, and I think they just CGI'd that part out, didn't they? Yeah, just go you know go nineteen ninety three CGI. Mm. Um, and I'm sure you, you might bring this up in later uh, trivia, Michael. But I think MythBusters Stupidest actually did try to do this, <laughs> uh, and when the bus landed, basically all the axles broke. <laughs> well, I mean, with a real bus, I mean, I might as well touch on it now. The um, they actually used they did use a special bus. So yep. they actually kind of controlled a special bus that was uh, modified with to reach a speed of 70 miles per hour and equipped with powerful shock absorbers. The driver's seat was moved back 15 feet so that if something went wrong, the driver wasn't ejected from the bus. And the seat itself was a suspension mechanism between the ceiling and the bus floor to prevent the driver from suffering spinal compression on mm. impact. Um, and it actually, they jumped it. like they, There obviously wasn't a gap, but it, it got 20 feet in the air and travelled 109 feet. Like in the actual kind of what they've, you know, some of the stuff they've talked about, which is pretty impressive. But they, that, they, that is that road in the movie, though, it's not higher and then lower. It's just straight and the bus is heavy. It would just drop. It, it wasn't a ramp they went up or anything. It wasn't like a little jump. It was just really quite stupid. Well, yeah, it, it's odd. I it's think, ridiculous. <laughs> it, and it's absolutely ridiculous. It could be, I mean, it could be actually that it's actually a combination of different shots of the like the same bus, like the bus. So it might, they might have actually mucked up one like that. Um, they did it at least twice. And the first one was so clean that they had, they wanted to do it again because it, like, it just went and it, like, you know, it landed cleanly. It was no drama to it. So they did another one where it kind of had drama, obviously. Um, so I don't know. And apparently, yeah, apparently that wasn't in the original script either. No. Director added so, that in. And why yeah, wouldn't you? Yeah, under Bond just said, yeah, well, why don't we add this in? This will be fun. Yes. He was, he was right. What? It was. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Harry identifies Payne's name, former occupation as an Atlanta PD bomb squad officer, and he finds his address. He leads a SWAT team to Payne's home, but the property explodes, killing him and most of his team. No. Yeah, I know. It was a very sad moment. It was a very sad moment. I mean, Jeff Daniels, he's just, I know. he just looks so nice. I don't know if he's a real, you know, a nice person in real life, unlike Keanu, but, um, you know, he looks nice and he looks kind and stuff. And Yeah, it was a bit of a bummer when they killed Harry. I know they've got to give a bit more of a personal... Vendetta style thing for uh, for Jack Traven to have to follow, but it was pretty. It, it sucked that that Harry had to die for that to happen. Hmm. Um, in a last ditch effort attempt to defuse the bomb, Jack goes under the bus <laughs> as a on a towed sled, but he accidentally punctures the fuel tank when the sled breaks from its tow line. After the passengers bring him back aboard, Jack learns that Harry has been killed and that Payne has been watching the passengers on a hidden surveillance camera. 
Mac has a local news crew record the transmission and rebroadcast it on a loop to full pane while the passengers are offloaded onto an airport bus. Jack and Annie escape through a floor access panel before the empty bus collides with a Boeing 707 cargo plane and explodes. Jack and Mac head to Pershing Square to drop the ransom. Realising that he had been fooled and no one had died in the explosion and the LAPD are waiting for him, a furious Payne poses as a police officer to kidnap Annie and recover the ransom. Jack follows Payne into the Metro Red Line subway and discovers that Annie has been fitted with an explosive vest rigged to a pressure-release detonator bum, bum, that Howard bum. is holding. Payne hijacks a subway train, handcuffs Annie to a pole, and sets the train in motion with Jack, while Jack pursues them. After killing the train driver, Payne attempts to bribe with the ransom money, but is enraged when a die pack in his bag explodes, tainting the cash. A crazed Payne battles Jack on the train's roof and gains the upper hand, standing on top, well, not standing on top, but lying on top of Jack and trying to strangle him. Mm-hmm. However, Jack pushes Payne's head up and he's decapitated on an oncoming railway signal. Uh, Jack deactivates Annie's vest but cannot free her from the pole as Payne had the key to her handcuffs. Unable to stop the train, Jack accelerates it, causing it to jump the tracks as it ploughs through a construction site and then bursts onto Hollywood Boulevard. The train comes to a halt on a street. Mm. Unharmed, somehow, Jack and Annie share a kiss while the crowd looks on in amazement. End movie. But then he's not in the sequel. She mustn't last long. No, 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 well, it was a. Re- I did say you shouldn't have a relationship that's based on, you know, in these sort of situations, high pressure situations. They don't last. I think the script was just rubbish, and Keanu's just going, "I'm not doing this film for twelve million dollars." Well, that that's the actual reason. But I like to, <laughs> I like to think that whilst they were going to base a relationship on sex, that clearly wasn't either Jack didn't perform enough, or uh, it just didn't happen. It just didn't work for them, which is a shame. Because Jack and Annie were a really nice little couple. They were, yeah. All right, time for the categories, cast and characters. Glenn. Um, yeah, I don't have many notes for this category, but basically is I think this was Sandra Bullock's first movie or first big movie. No? Probably first big movie. She, I think she was in she was in Demolition Man with it, which was a Stallone oh, movie. Yeah, and mm. was this Snipes? Yeah, she was in that. She was in another one, but this was—I think this movie really did make her. Yeah, this, this turned this her is, into a. Well, from what I remember, when this came out, that she was the big, she was the one that was mm. like unknown, and after this, she was in everything. She was huge after this. Yeah, um, and I guess there's a reason for that. She was really good. I thought in this, she was um, played the role really well of just the normal lady who's catching the bus, running late for the bus, and catches the bus, and then. Ends up being a big part of the story. Um, Keanu was, well, he was just Keanu. It was great. You know, he's just doing his his thing where he's just one sort of emotion or a couple of emotions, but just very, um, just switch between them very abruptly <laughs> from just being him <laughs> with his monotone voice to shouting to back to him again. It's great. I love Keanu. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a classic Keanu. Like, I don't know if you were to talk about him and his acting. I feel like this is one of the films that you would mention when you when you like if you overview of his career 
and you thought about his best or most notable roles. I feel like this would be, should be up there. I don't know if it is, but I, I feel yeah, like I I think this one, Point Break, and obviously The Matrix. Um, yeah, John I think you can. Yeah, if you go, if you if you said, "Oh, what's John Keanu Wick, done?" You'd go. I think you'd go, John Wick, or you'd certainly go. You'd probably go Neo in yeah. The Matrix, yep. John Wick, Point Break, and Speed. They're the ones I think that he's pretty well known for. And Ted. And Bill and, and what? Bill and Ted's excellent. Oh, Bill, Bill and Ted. Ted. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, yeah. Um, He's got some other villain, rappers in there too, though. The, um, the villain for me, I thought, didn't have enough motivation for why he was doing this. Like, I mean, yeah, he wanted his $3 million, but it just, I feel like there should have been a bit more to him, like a bit more motivation for him to be who he is. Um, they did briefly mention that he was a cop and then he lost he lost a finger or something as a cop or lost I don't know. Um lost lost his thumb, I think mm, it was. I just felt like his motivation was questionable. Um and they're really the main characters, aren't they? Yeah. So the bus the crowd That's on the bus, they were okay. It had um Connor from Succession. He was not great, I didn't think. Um Is that the same as Cameron from Ferris yeah, Bueller's Day Off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um He's having another day off on the bus. He's having a holiday around. Yeah, LA. clearly. It's <laughs> Alan Ruck. Yeah, Alan Ruck. Yeah. I did. I did like his line where the, <laughs> we're at the airport. Oh, I've already seen the airport. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's like, 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 where I left. He was quite <laughs> an annoying. Like, character. He's on his bus to leave it. He, he was, but he gave some a little bit of comedic relief. A little bit, but I don't sure. know. I, I thought his his character wasn't um, real. I guess as as the others. But yeah, anyway, it was still fun. And um, overall, I liked the other characters on the bus, like the um, the big guy. What was his name? Gigantor. Uh, yeah. No, no, it was Ortiz or something. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Ortiz. They, they were good. Um, but, I mean, Keanu was the highlight, and I think Sandra Bullock was a, was a standout as well. Yep. Michael? Well, I'm going to... I'm going to counter Glenn's dislike of Dennis Hopper. I enjoyed Dennis Hopper as Howard Payne. Like, you know, he was the non-standard villain. Um, I could have watched dis- more. I don't dislike him, by the way. He is a great actor. Um, yeah. Just the um, character. But I, I think I, I agree with the He lacked um, certain, uh, I guess, like some other elements. Like, I would have liked to know more of his backstory. Like, why is he flipped, you know? That's what, what I was saying. Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. So I mean that was that was probably a key part, and it just says like he lost a finger, and you know I mean surely like you know maybe he's like got robbed of a payout or something like that. Um, but so yeah, a bit more of the backstory because it was a blink and you miss it. Yeah, maybe if he thing. lost, if he had no friends, or if he had lost a lot of friends in some big thing or something that yeah yeah need more and motivation. Why get revenge against yeah? Why revenge against LA and not Atlanta? Like you know what's the you know. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, like you know, mm. it sort of just seemed weird that you know, no, I'm losing my shit. Like you know, I've lost my shit, but you know, because I live in LA, I'm going to take it out on you guys to get my money rather than you know. Surely, if it was personal, it was a bit kind of more a thing. Like you know, go back to Atlanta and do it. Um, I think yeah, Keanu's um, Jack Traven was was a solid performance. Um, uh, he's like he he, he does do good action sort of stuff but he you know there is like it doesn't like you know there's not a lot of depth in this role 
but you know it doesn't adequately it's like it's kind of you know don't need uh, it. we do see that the outburst but it was a nice outburst in the you know in the time that it was and like you know i think that was that sort of touching bit where sandra's goes like no no we come on man come back we need yeah, you we, a bit mm. um yeah so like that, that was good um it's, what's interesting, it interesting about um sorry to cut you off but what's interesting about kiaru watching this movie is like he he didn't really go on to be a big action star like he just did a lot of different you know oh, yeah. films uh, he could have he could have just stayed and been a bruce willis or been a um you know arnie or someone oh, not arnie but you know he could have just stayed and just done action because he, he does it well but it's it's nice that he's gone on to do a whole bunch of different films um he's got a really diverse sort of range of films and like you know some yeah. you talked about some of his big franchises but some of the fun films that i really liked was chain reaction which was kind of like a you know a sciencey one with um morgan freeman he had the replacements which was a mm, funny sports film. that was really fun yeah. um yeah uh you know there's johnny mnemonic um the day that earth is still a couple of um uh sci-fi ones 47 ronin um which was that samurai film which is like yeah, you know, really it. cool um you know, Bill and Ted's, of course. Uh, he's done some voice work and a few things. Um, Constantine, which is a ripper film. And then, of course, he does have his big, you know, big franchises with um, The Matrix and uh, John Wick. So I think, I think too, I think the reason why he probably didn't become that big action star is he, I think he sort of got blackballed a little bit throughout Hollywood when he, when he knocked back Speed 2. Um, I think that actually, although in, in some ways it probably helped his career because it was a pretty average. Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. But I think knocking that back, I think, yeah, I think he sort of copped it throughout Hollywood. You know, the people that wanted him to do it weren't happy, and I think they, yeah, they sort of made things hard across the board, and that's probably why he did some of the smaller movies he did there for a while. Mm. But um, I think that's probably what hurt him. Yeah. But, you know, I guess in the end it hasn't, though, has it? Um, I think it's only kind of just added to his uh, skill set and career. Agree. Um, so, where else? Oh, yeah, uh, Sandra Bullock. Now, it's interesting. You said she was a standout, Glenn. And sometimes I agree partially. In some days she did stand out a little bit. Was she too happy? For the wrong like, reasons. It can't, yeah, it's like, it's like there's that million-dollar smile in this kind of... It was like it was like oh like that I mean that's disarming but like we're kind of in a really interesting moment right now Are you enjoying yeah, yourself too I, much she, <laughs> yeah she took me out of the moment sometimes um, and I just wonder if like she was too I don't know she like it's just oh, I can't I can't articulate it was like it was easy she was very easy going but it was like you know. Um, and there were moments where, like, you know, emotionally it was right, like, you know, the the sobbing, like, oh, you're all right, and it's like you really saw her cry, and that's, you know, that's great. Um, there are other times it's like, oh, you're just probably a little bit too light. Um, <laughs> you probably don't understand the gravity of the situation yeah. here. <laughs> um, I think Joe Morton as Captain McMahon was, you know, a solid performance, like it was a good supporting actor role, uh, mm. entertaining to watch. It's really interesting. There was a moment where, and I wonder if it's a question where you kind of, He's talking to the cameraman, like, uh, towards the end. It's like, you know, um, where he's just saying, yeah, play the film. Um, you know, all right, 
you know, loop it, loop it, and then play it. And then he yells at him. It's like, play it. It's like, he's right there, dude. You don't need to yell. I don't understand why yeah. that's a thing. Yeah. Um, this guy's actually helping you, mate. Yeah. Relax. He's only got a minute of footage that he needs to play again to make it to record yeah. and then record. And Maybe it's like, it takes, yell a few, it takes a few minutes. Um, it's the yeah. same when um, at the beginning of the film, this is my notes as as one of my questions, I guess. But in the beginning of the film where they're trapped in the elevator and there's the last lady left in there who's like real hesitant to get out. And he yells, "Come on!" Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna help her." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep yelling at that'll, her; that'll, that'll help. help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's interesting. There was a hole in the bottom of the elevator. Anyone could have actually just climbed out of that. Um, we'll just climb out to the side. We'll hang on to the thing. We'll be fine. Um, and yeah, Jeff Daniels. Um, I could have seen that more of that guy in the film. Um. And it was nice. Yeah, it was a Harry. nice, yeah, nice foil as Harry. Um, originally, it was actually meant to be the bad guy. It's like, but uh, the director's, I think the writer's gone, eh, this is, you know, I thought this is a clever twist, but then it was like, um, it didn't pan out that way, I think, for some reason. Um, and how can Jeff Daniels be the bad guy? That's ultimately what it is, isn't it? It's like, Jeff Daniels, bad guy? No. Hmm. Everyone loves Jeff Daniels. Yeah. And that's what was so hard about The Martian. Like, you know, he was kind of the, kind of antagonist but it was like jeff daniels it's like he's probably right that's jeff daniels you know 100 <laughs> percent, and that's Done. my people yeah um i look i probably agree with both of you in regards to keanu keanu is keanu he's just an engaging person there's there's not a lot of i think there's not a lot of range at times with keanu but I'm happy. He's a very calming influence. Mm. He said, you know, like when he jumped on the bus, you know, he was very much, um, you know, I'm not a police at like when the guy, when that Latino guy, you know, started getting, yeah. pointing a gun at him. He's going, I'm not a cop anymore. You know, I don't care about your crime. Like it's okay. And he puts down his badge. I don't think actually putting down your badge makes you not a cop anymore. But anyway, no. that's, that's by the by. But um, it's, he had a couple of moments like that where you could just, his engagement with yeah, the, it was actually really the crowd. Good. He's just a very calm Sort of person, and that's why his outburst after Harry dies was quite, um, I guess, out of character. I think we need, in some to, ways. we need to give more credit there, isn't it? Like, there is actually mm. quite some really nice stuff in there, yeah. But you, yeah, you can't help but love Keanu. Uh, Sandra Bullock, she's really engaging in this movie, um, and I really enjoyed her. And you could see why she then became a much bigger star after this. Uh, and I love the chemistry between uh, her and Keanu throughout the movie, um. Yeah, I just thought they worked really well. And I agree, Michael, uh, she probably was a little happy at times and maybe didn't understand the gravity of the situation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just thought she was a really engaging character. And she had a couple of those really nice moments where, you know, she's asking, why is this guy doing doing this? And, and Keanu sort of says, oh, he tried to get $3 million and I thwarted him and now we're playing this game. And he goes, she goes, well, what happens if we win this? And he goes, well, we'll play the, we'll just have, we'll be playing this game again somewhere else. And she goes, yeah, but I'm not available to drive tomorrow. <laughs> sort of thing. So it's just those little, they just had this really nice little chemistry between the two. Mm. Um, Dennis Hopper, I really enjoyed his performance. Uh, and he can sort of continued on that really good run of having a good actor play the villain. And we saw this in Die Hard. Die Hard sort of kicked this off and, yeah, you, know, you had Batman and a few other movies around this time. Cliffhanger is probably not far off with John Lithgow, but I thought Dennis Hopper was there awesome. Now I don't. I probably agree with both of you in regards. I don't quite understand. I don't necessarily think that his um, his reason for doing it seems that solid. But as a as a villain, 
uh, I thought a Hopper was outstanding. Like he was genuinely evil. Mm. And what I liked about it is that we actually saw um, the villain follow through and we saw this with Hans Gruber as well, but in the past they probably didn't do it as much. But I liked the fact that he's, hang on, he's seeing someone else trying to get off the bus which wasn't part of the deal, so he blows it up. Uh, and kills this person. So I, I like the fact that he, he threatened it and then followed it through. But I thought he was genuinely evil. And yeah, Jeff Daniels, fantastic um, as the uh, as the the partner. And it's a real shame that he they had to kill him off because he was a really good part of the movie. Mm. He should have come back for the sequel. Well, he's dead. Well, so maybe he's ghost or his ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite scene. I'll go to you first, Michael. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Do Michael. I thought you were going to go to Glenn. No, I can. Um, <laughs> do you want me to go? Because <laughs> I've go. actually got. I've got a couple. All right. So the whole opening elevator sequence. Um, the whole opening I'm, elevator sequence. All of well, it. Well, it's it's not a scene. It's it's probably the. I mean, it's like the the first what probably twenty minutes of the movie. But I just really enjoy, you know. It, you know, you, we we sort of get introduced here. You know, obviously the elevator the elevator explodes. We've got all these people stuck in there, and you've got you've got Jack and Harry come, and and Jack sort of you can see he's the precocious young, you know, sort of cop, and Harry's sort of a bit more. He's older. He's a bit more calm, but they work well together. Jack wants to try and help out and have a look at what's going on. The way they save it, that whole there's a heap of tension there. Um, I just enjoyed that whole opening sequence, which is not one scene that's. It's probably cheating a little bit on my behalf, but I like that whole opening sequence because um, it does. It sets the movie up. Um, you know, it, it establishes the bad guy. It establishes our two characters, uh, and I think it's really well done. I I enjoy that first the, or the the big turn that they have to make where they're. I can't remember how they got yeah. onto they got into the city and they're going. Hang on, shit, we've got a problem. Like. Where previously, if you'd stayed on where you were, we would have had a nice easy turn. Now we've got like a ridiculously hard turn for a bus going at fifty mile an hour to have to make. Oh yeah, it was the it was the bit where um just take this cool turn and we're gonna get you onto this road and it's gonna be chill from there. And mm. um something pulls in front of No, them. no, it's the, it's kids the kids. The kids get the they're gonna step out in front of Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. That's so right. she goes left and then it's kind of yeah, becomes that was a, like Oh, okay, kids, all the police have gone past. Let's just step out in front of the bus now. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, the, and like maybe the cops had gone too far there. It's like, yeah, we'll go past. And then it's like a good few seconds and the kids go, this is an opening. Teacher, man. So, I, But that whole thing where like they're going, oh, you can do it, you can do it. And he's like, oh, no, hang on, shit. No, hang on, this is going to be really hard. And he gets them all to move on to the other side of the bus to keep weight on that side. And just that whole, mm. just the tension. um, that that built throughout that, um, and then when we see um, when Jack goes under the bus, that that whole sequence uh, where he's there, you can see, you know, we sort of get that trigger that you know the the bus's tires have been have gone over the spikes and and we're impacted by that, and then that slowly be, starts to become part of the story where they keep going driving over rubber and, mm. but yeah, I just they're probably my three standout moments throughout the movie. Nice. I'll go. I'll go next if you like, Michael. <laughs> if, 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 Scott, if Scott's favorite bit gets to be the elevator sequence, then my favorite bit is the bus sequence. That's the whole movie, Glenn. <laughs> you, you, that's, you can't take that. That's, you, you, which bus I might have gone for twenty minutes. Yours went. Yours went for like an hour and a half. But 
I did actually have in my notes as one of my favorite bits, hard right, where they have to t- do the hard right because it's one of those moments where, like you said at the beginning, Scott, that it's like you grip the seat, you know. That was one of those moments where it's like, oh, mm. and it's just watching and hoping that they get around that bend. That's actually probably one of my favorite scenes. And, and this, again, the under the bus part, Keanu under the bus was another highlight for me. Um, yeah, things like jumping the gap in the freeway, that I didn't like that at all. Um, so, yeah, probably my two favorite parts were the hard right and the under the bus. I, mean, I don't think the job aged well, I think. And like the, it just looks bad. It didn't line like- up properly. They probably almost should have gone with the smoother, the smoother jump, because I probably would have had mm. a like. Because I guess one of the shots has the bus, you know, sort of pull it mm-hmm. like it's tail dropping down. It's like that doesn't look like it's going to land. Um, yeah. Favorite scene, Michael. Uh, look, I did enjoy the introduction scene as well. This is post elevator credit. Um, that was <laughs> a nice introduction to the characters. Um. The the actual no oh, the elevator the actual oh. elevator going down oh, the, the opening that took yeah I'll, that took forever I'll get to that was it's in my notes way too long <laughs> yeah. um, okay the I did enjoy the under the bus sequence that was kind of cool um, and when he stabs the petrol thing it's like psh, yeah. it's like rah rah how else could he's like I mean it would have been nice if there's like a Ugh, awkward <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know. I think there were some nice twists in there. Like the idea that, like, you know, and I remembered it. I knew that it was coming, but the idea that uh, that he's watching, I remember that being like a a big moment when you first saw the film and it was like, you know, uh, you know, he calls your wildcat and he goes, oh, yeah. And I thought, when does that happen? Like, I kept, like, you know, wondering when that happened. I thought it should have happened sooner, but. Um, you know, as like, yes, this is where it is. That was kind of a, a nice moment. Like, you know, when you kind of actually see he's got the the actual uh, camera on the bus. Mm. Um, yeah. So, and the when, out, when the villain outwits them all, like, you know, that's always a nice moment. It's only, like, you know, through um, Jack Trevin's stubborn determination that he actually kind of wins in the end. Um, like, if Jack had to run down to that bin... They weren't going to get him. Like they kind of was off no, the th- Yeah, I thought that was a nice. That was sort of a, a bit of a nice twist there at mm. the end. So yeah, clever villain. I like that. <laughs> nice. Uh, other notable aspects. Well, it's a, we touched on this kind of elevator going down thing at the opening. And mm. you see, it really it brought nothing to the film. <laughs> some <laughs> went forever. It did go for, and like you know, some you know interesting sort of video graphics, like graphics for the the title stuff. Okay. Um, it, yeah, it was just like you know why, like um, and I see what they were thinking. Like you know, was let's take the elevator down, and they they it comes off. Like you know, the, bo- the elevator comes off, well, it comes to the bottom, and then it, the camera came off, and then we go to um to Howard Payne, um. That was the only cool part, but it did just take forever. Three and a half minutes of nothing and those yeah. really mm. bad, ugly titles that they've got from some... It looked like they're trying to make this movie look like it's from the 80s. It looked really bad, the graphics. I reckon, it just looked I even older actually, than it is. I reckon they're actually genuine 1990s video effects mm. edits. 
Oh, they're terrible. And it was just a really bad start. It's like, oh man, I'm going to turn this off three minutes in because it didn't, there, no one said, no, nothing happened until three and a half minutes. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It would have made more sense if you're going to do that to do it over like over the watching talk. freeway traffic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, so, you know, because ultimately that's, yes, it starts in the elevator, but ultimately that's where we're getting. So, you know, showing freeway traffic and seeing buses and or just that you know, bus, watching cars go. Just that out. morning, just that bus picking up its passengers. In the morning, like just going or, around picking up the the cast. I, w- I would have mm. actually gone with um, actually either one of two things: bringing uh, Howard Payne into the building, actually kind of coming in the building with like his tools, and you know, yeah. sort of faking it in there, and then having all that, and then we get there, and then we get the work order, like you know, how have you got? Yeah, here. that's a good idea. Um, and we don't see his face, like just him from behind, and like you know, just following him in. Um, alternatively, mm. and it probably doesn't match up as well with the. Um, uh, and you could have actually had him going down over the elevator into the scene. Probably doesn't match up as well as the ca- the camera coming off the elevator and seeing him. But starting with the people at the top, like you know, why are they worth three million dollars? Like, um, you know, if they'd actually had like you've actually had like some sort of really you know Important sort of person. worth it executives, yeah, like you know, actually planned it to go. This is actually. Um, the chairman of uh, some, you know, multinational company, you know. Mm, that dealt with the insurance or something like that yeah. that you could actually have a legitimate tie into. This was just a random building. Yeah. Really. And, yeah, and it, could have, and it could have been actually tied into, like, you know, he's the chairman of the multinational company that is, you know, in insurance that hasn't paid out his $3 billion, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, like it could have, that could have tied it up a bit, a bit nicer. Um, what else was there? I, I mean, the I think the I, I wonder if the jump, you know, a couple of things how it would be things were being done differently, um, and that sort of jump sequence, like you know, it like it's it is rough, and like you know, they probably use multiple takes, and it kind of just doesn't match up properly, and like you know, with people's idea of physics and like how it actually you know would move. So the fact that it, um, you know, they had a really good take that they didn't use, like. Yeah, they made it look like the bus got to the edge and then somehow jumped in the air. Like, it just went up. Yeah, it's like it's come off a ramp. Well, it did come off a ramp. but Well, obviously, (laughs) but, like, it shouldn't have. It should be a flat highway, effectively, a freeway. So, you know, whether they just showed that it was slightly lower on the other side so you could go, okay, well, that actually makes sense. This is is still a feasible... (laughs) Except no road is going to join up at a... Different angle. No, but like it might be like an inter- so it, you can see that it sort of starts to come down, or that that's the part that they've just got to join that, and you can see the other side. It's sort of like what they did in Road Trip. Mm. If you look at, if you remember Road oh, Trip, I do. another sort of great film. So either you have it so that there is a slight incline as you know that they're coming off, or there's or there's you know the other side has a slight incline, but it is lower. So you can see that there's obviously you know we've hit the peak and it's starting to come down they've just got to put that part in do you know what was really i think that would have made it more, well, the funny, more feasible yeah. if that's the thing that happens in road trip can we leap with a leap we choose uh, a no. leap from that film and we pick a leap in another film <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, i mean that said we do okay. you know that math little odd things you know little odd things is we probably can um <laughs> it was dubious at best <laughs> um the, the the funny other interesting thing about that particular scene is you you see you you see in that shot there is that gap, but left of that like you see also to the left there is an, another ramp that goes to the left and goes up and around. 
that's finished. Like, go left. Just turn left on the other road that's right next to it. Yeah, that one looks finished. Take the one. Um, I mean, maybe it didn't get a direct entrance, but, you know, just but it probably would have been better to go through a concrete wall than um, the risk of the bus and jumping the bus. Crazy. Um, yeah, that's all my interesting things. Yep. Glenn? Mm-hmm. Sorry. Do you want me I'm to eating. go while you finish eating? No. Um, I didn't really have um, anything notable other than that one Michael talked about. And um, another thing that I was going to mention in the in the wrap-up at the end, which which could have been better, is the soundtrack. Um, a good 90s action movie needs a good soundtrack, like Terminator 2 had, you know, it's memorable for that Guns N' Roses song that's in it and mm-hmm. things like that. But this didn't have that at all. It didn't have a, a song. You know, it didn't have any sort of notable music um, when it comes to a soundtrack, you know, of, of music. Um so I thought that was lacking as well. Um, what was its yep. budget? Did it have a small budget or thirty mil? <clears throat> it's not unreasonable. So, or thirty to thirty-seven. So, hmm. so it's lost opportunity there. But um, other than that, yeah, not really any. What have I got? <clears throat> They're all questions. I've just got lots of questions. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few. Um, so for me, uh, I actually wrote down sound before I'd actually realised it won an Oscar for sound and sound effect editing. You had just you had, and the part oh, yeah. that the the part <laughs> just a big fan of the uh, the sound guy. Um, the part that I that really made me think of it is when they when they explode the first bus, and you can see Jack's running up on it, and you can just hear like what I envision it would be if you had a fire, or after an explosion there's a fire in a bus. Like you can hear these. Yeah, you know, it's obviously like the tires. Are, exp- uh, are going off because of the heat and yeah, little bits of glass that are obviously, you know, were still intact at the time but starting to explode. There's all these little noises and sounds and stuff like that and I just thought, oh, geez, it just, it, to me it just felt realistic. Mm. Um, and then throughout the movie we get, I, yeah, I thought the sound um, throughout it was awesome. Um, agree with you, Glenn, there was no real soundtrack which was disappointing. And I guess it's a, I mean, I didn't, I haven't thought to actually comment on the sound, but that probably tells you that it was a pretty good job. Like, you know, when it's seamless, mm. like, you know, that's when you know it's kind of a, they've done a super job. You know, and it's like when a, a, the bus is going over the bits of rubber, it's it's what I envision it would be. Mm. And, and to me, it, it that felt realistic. Some good folly. Um, one thing I noticed, it, noticed when I watched it this time around is that, you know, obviously we have a we have a really good start. We'll get to the ending, um, but once you're on the bus, it's just never ending tension. There's not a lot of moments where you get time to take a breath and go, "Oh, thank God, okay, they've got past that." And then, but then we're straight into something else, and they're straight into something else, and we're straight into something else. And it's why I use the Roger Ebert quote: "Is that that's what it's like? It, you, it is you. You're constantly gripping." You know, the forearm of your chair or not that I'll do that to the person next to me, but you know, it's it just felt this movie just didn't give you a time that much time to breathe. And that when you did, you, you had to take a big breath because you knew that there was going to be something else happening in the next few minutes. And it's just constant. That whole time they're on the bus, there's so many and it's just little things too that that are legitimately would happen when you're on the road. You know, that people are walking across the street, cars are stopping you in front of you. 
you know, you do have to make decisions on whether you stay on what, one road and, and go off on another. Do you take the, you know, do you stay on the elbow of the road or do you take the corner? Like it's just, it was just constant. And I thought they built the tension throughout that part of the movie just so incredibly well. Um, one thing that probably I thought was disappointing was was the end. Like I enjoyed the part where they get onto the train and, you know, he we see you know, how a pain gets decapitated and he goes back down with Annie. And I thought they probably could have stopped the movie there. They slowed the train down. But no, next thing you know, oh, hang on, shit. Now we're going to a part of the track that's not finished. And it's like, oh, seriously? Like, we've already played this game before. Like, it's it's like they wanted one extra action sequence, but I don't think they really needed it with this. Mm. This movie... You know, it's under two hours as it is, but this movie flew. This movie is such an engaging movie throughout. That moment, All that time on the bus, it goes for probably just over an hour that they're actually on the bus. It is just constant. You are 100% invested in this part. I just don't think – I think they, they tried to get one extra action bit in and I thought it, they really didn't need it. And it sort of not quite detracts from the movie because the movie's huh, still – Detracts. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it, but um, yeah, I just thought I just didn't think we needed that that final, the train flying through the well, you know, I mean, onto Hollywood Boulevard. I just I thought that they they went too far. If he, is this, if he can, is this, if you can speed up a train, like why oh, can't you, you slow it down? Can, can, why don't, can't you slow it down? Mm. Like, well, that's yeah. Like, you just put the brakes stop. on and you probably stop. Well, the, that's what you well, fucking well, the emergency up. brake like, did work, seriously. but like you just take out the power. Like it'll eventually lose momentum. And come yeah. to a stop, Keanu. Yeah. Why do we just gonna, shoot yeah. it? Just shoot. We're going to jump the don't... tracks. <laughs> yeah. It didn't jump any tracks. It so, just yeah. derailed because it it probably caused a lot more damage. Like, uh, <laughs> what, why? Why we actually don't see you know Keanu in in um, Speed Two is because he's in jail for property damage. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that'd probably be mine. Yeah. I just thought they went for one extra action sequence, and it did, this movie does not need any additional because it's. You are constantly on edge, and you've it's, we've given us a, a fantastic ride throughout. I just you know it, it probably would just be nice if the emergency brake worked, stopped, yeah. you know, mm. and yeah. then they could have sobbed there and had a kiss. Didn't really need to launch yeah. it out onto the onto Main Street, and then random people because that's what random people do is they come up and they go, oh, they're kissing in this train wreck. That's amazing. I'm so happy. And the guy, the guy at the end, who's um, he's like, you know, I can't believe you hit my car. It's like I do. I, that's that's the only good part about that part is he's shitty because they, a train comes flying out of a sign and he's going, oh fuck, you hit my car. And it's, it's like, just seriously, no. that's the that's your t- biggest takeaway. Yeah, like you didn't see it was a train. It was just thought it was like you know, was, yeah, weird. That was a weird part of it. Sorry, Glenn, you were going to say oh, something. No, I was just going back to the soundtrack thing with with no songs, um, not many songs in this movie. I was just thinking maybe that's why it did so well with the sound awards because it didn't have a song playing over half the movie, you know, and the sound actually does stand out a bit more. And no, just a yeah. thought. It's all atm- atmospheric. Yeah, it's probably a good point. Yeah, you've got to rely on the realism of the sound to, rather than worrying about the, mm. the music over the top. Um, well, kind of any questions. Um, why, Harry? Why did you go to the house? Surely there's some sort of protocols that we kind of he's not stupid enough to do it from his house i mean like we know he's an established bomber an established bomber like you know this guy's blown up a few things at this stage Mm. 
maybe he's got to yeah, have his house. Yeah, wouldn't you have thought that maybe, maybe he might have actually had some protected his house? Or I guess in the in the scene, like in the scheme of things, if they hadn't had budget cuts, they could have actually put a bomb robot in there. You know. <laughs> this yeah, is well, this is the problem when you kind of put SWAT and bomb together. They just run in and they get blown up. When they could have gone, wait, wait, we have the gear for the bomb disposable. Let's go check it out first. Bomber. Um, are we doing? Are we doing questions? Are we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Barkle's running through. Um, how did that bus stay at fifty or eighty kilometers per hour whilst hitting all those cars? Like you know, it's, yes. there's a. There's a thing that happens when you hit the other stuff. You lose a lot of kind of momentum, and it wasn't really kind of that much above 50. I reckon if you're plowing yeah. through some stuff, it would have dropped back. Boom. And it hit those big water barrels. It 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 plowed into a lot. Yeah, which visually quite stunning. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think that blow, bus should have blown up a few other times. Um, And, yeah, just like it was that talk that why did he speed up the train? Like why? You know, he didn't go... <laughs> Let's pull this back first. It was like, nope, let's speed it up. Let's make this go faster. Genius, Keanu. This is Harry was the brains of the operation. If it he was, was there, it's like, yeah. no, no, Keanu, pull it backwards. Stop yeah. the train. Yeah, that's right. How about we stop it rather than trying to fly it through around a corner? Yeah. But yes. Glenn? Uh, I've got a few, yeah, questions. Like at the beginning and uh, the elevator gets stuck, Um the police turn up really fast and it's like how how did they know that this was a bomb terrorist situation they didn't get a call or anything like they just turned up i don't i don't know did i i don't know if i missed something but all of a sudden the elevator stops and then the police arrive and the whole thing it's like they no one even called them i, I don't know how they got there for, 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 or, for an elevator and why didn't the people in the elevator actually use their mobile phones like business people they would have been rich someone would have had a mobile phone mm. um you know I assume it's just because it was an explosion. Oh, because it went bang. Yeah. Because it went bang. Maybe that's why they mm. brought in. But would you bring the SWAT in at that stage? Yeah, it's a bit hardcore. And and this these police who arrive, they're just turning up to a regular call out. It could be no, could be nothing, but they arrive in a car that jumps in the air, flies <laughs> through the air, oh, lands, no, and skids. <laughs> and I'm like, are they just driving to to do their job like this? Like. It's not like ridiculous. they're not in a chase or anything. It just turned up to it, and it was that went high. That was a big jump. Went high. I tell you, does, they, they yeah, had a call. Oh, there's something going on in this building. Check it out. Yeah, all right, but you don't need and, to get there like that. And Harry doesn't. I don't know. I thought, I thought Keanu was driving, but maybe it's Harry. But no one says. Probably took that a bit fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think you jumped the curb. You know, it's like, Massive well, I think I think we've learned we, we, as we learn throughout the movie. Keanu's just went in doubt. Just speed yeah, it up. Speed it up. That's pretty much his, yeah. his theory. Indeed. Um, other question is: Why did they wait so long? Why did Keanu wait so long to call the police when he's um, learnt about the bus? He's just ran after the bus. He's stolen this guy's car. He's um, told them there's a bomb on the bus. He's done all this before he decides. Oh, let's call the police and may- let's maybe clear some roads up ahead. Or you know, I was like. Surely the first thing yeah. to do is clear roads ahead and... Well, yeah. I mean, this is even before the shooting the wheels thing, but, yeah, like, he's done a lot of driving there. Like, surely it's like, you know, hey... This is what's hey, Like, because he runs down the road. He's had a payphone. He could have just gone, like, 911. Mm. Um, hey, we need to stop uh, 2525 um, mm. from, you know, thing. get on it now. There's a bomb on that bus. You know, do what you can. Don't let it get above 50. 
um stop that bus pronto roll credits um yeah yeah <laughs> um yes. my other one is like that was really dumb. I, this would be a much better movie if that pram had a baby in it because oh, who brutal, <laughs> who wheels a can a, a cans in a pram like that it's just it's just a bit. She's a homeless person that's probably collecting cans to make some money. They look like full cans. I thought she was a, uh, some lady doing a shopping because she'd been socialising. It's like, oh yes, I've got my shopping. It's much oh, easier to kind of wheel at home than in a trolley. It just would it's have made big it more, buggy more at stake, more real if it was actually a baby. Um, it probably anyway. wouldn't have tested well with audiences. <laughs> nah, it's a little dark. <laughs> they probably. They probably. It was probably maybe they did. Like, maybe they did, and they've just they've had to they've had to cut mm. it later on. That was actually that was a nice moment with Sandra, like how she was kind of like, oh my god, is it a baby? It's like it's not a baby, it's cans. It's just cans. Um, that's all. That's all I've got for my questions. Some solid questions, Glenn. Uh, I had why is Dennis Hopper in the in the other elevator at the start? Like as um, Harry said, he goes, "You could detonate this thing." From anywhere, like why does he? Why is he in that second elevator? Wouldn't he have got out of there and, and not, I guess, have any way, shape, or form be any chance of being caught? Um, do they really televise police medal ceremonies in America? I don't know. What's sounds that? Le- What's the sounds legit. Maybe the police were more liked back then. I don't Maybe. know. Um, again, we we covered this off while. Going through the synopsis, why people, why the cops asking for people to get off the bus when they know that's against the rules? Um, mm. And second, and second, uh, second part of that, so he blows up, which takes out the front part of the bus, which sees her. Which I tell you what, I feel for her. Not only does she get, does she get her probably her legs blown off because the the ground underneath, she then gets run over. <laughs> like that's a pretty nasty way to die. Twice because the front wheels to the back yeah. goes like, it's like oh. Surely that's surely that's likely to blow out the front wheel. Well, yeah, you know what? I'm a bit risky. Um, like that's a pretty big risk for him to take when he wants to. When he, I know he doesn't like. He's happy to to obviously kill them until he gets his money. But the, yeah, I don't know. It's a big. Maybe risk. he's just so that, that good. Could, like you know. Yeah, maybe. You know. Um, yeah, why kill Harry? Harry was a really good character. We like. Well, him. that's probably why. Like, is Harry, Harry's a really good character? Like, you know, it's like people go, "If you're going to kill someone." Kill Harry. We like him. We don't get really enough when it when the plane hits when the bus hits the plane, the cargo plane and blows it up. <laughs> now there's gotta be two there's gotta be two pilots in there. We don't seem to hear anything else about what happened to them. Like that's we've still taken out you've still taken out two people. Yeah. Um in that process. And my last one, and this is probably the most frustrating one, uh, actually my second last one, why is Annie still hanging around? Like why is she, and I know it's it's a plot yeah. point and it 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 leads to the end. Like sure, I get that you dropped you dropped Jack off. That makes Jack off. That sounds bad. Uh, I guess I understand why you dropped Keanu, and so he he's part of this investigation. Surely the ambulance just goes straight to the hospital with Annie. Mm, that would be and not hang around. I oh, know. Let's hang around this this potential hostage situation. <laughs> Got don't they, don't they get out as well? The do they, they get out? Well, she, she she's out. supposed to stay yeah. in the ambulance, yeah. but she sort of gets out and starts walking around. So anyway, I, I, yeah, yeah. surely you'd make sure that she was out of the situation. She would have just gone to the hospital. Yeah, rather than um, stay here. And my last thing, and this sort of basically blows the whole movie up really, but 
Howard's Howard's plan, I guess, makes sense. You you take over a bus, a lot of people. This is what you can use as your hostage negotiation. I get that. The idea of for the bus to explode if it drops below eighty kilometres an hour or fifty miles an hour, it just seems foolish. It's so random. It's not going to guarantee a highway where anything mm. when anything can happen. Like it could hit fifty and then they hit a traffic jam and boom before he even gets a chance. Yeah. Mm. To talk to anyone. Yeah, or it could be, it could I, I, be. okay, we're getting his money ready, we'll drop it off, and, oh, wait, the bus just had to slow down. Let's, well, we won't give you the money then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Yeah. Bomb, bomb explodes, all right. Yeah, unfortunately, now, we lost a few passengers. if it had been a campaign of terror, and it's not the only bus, or the only bomb, oh, mm. Howard's plan becomes way cooler. In fact, I've been putting this into motion for ages. Speed that, three. <laughs> that would have been Howard is back. <laughs> <laughs> So there, that would have been good. But, yeah, I just think it's way too random. You don't have any control over it at all, whereas he did at the start with the elevator. He had he had some control in it and he was ended up being thwarted. But this is just so open to any sort of random chance. Yep. I just think it's, it's Indeed. A and I guess back onto that, like, stray bus too. Like, you know, he, like, he, he went for a long drive. <laughs> like, there's no one driving it. They've tied it up. It's like... It's yeah. like all through this. Why hasn't he hit anything? How does it hit a plane? How did he get that far? That's a, <laughs> it's a lucky bus. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you're going to jump off it, like once you've got people off, why even bother wedging the accelerator? Yeah. Just drive it to a vacant part of the airport and blow it up. Yeah. Like it's not going to matter. Yeah, speed it up, get 60, get off. Rather than just, yeah. Or even like, you know, all right, it's done. Let's kind of, let's disable it so it blows up in a nice open space and we don't do millions of dollars of property damage with that plane. Yeah. I wonder if that, that re- effect was sense. real or not. That was, a, that was a pretty cool effect. Well, you might be able to know, Mike, because we're about to move into trivia. I didn't read anything in there. <laughs> ah. <laughs> didn't say anything about effects. Someone should find that out while I'm, while I'm looking at this up. Okay, so Keanu Reeves breaking the glass on the bus door in the beginning of the movie was an accident. However, it was left in the final cut. Uh, Sandra Bullock actually learned to drive a bus for the film, passing a test on her first attempt. The scene in which... Well, that's the other big question. What happens if Annie or no one else could drive a bus? Um, Look, because I'm sipping it's not easy. I don't think it's easy. Like, I can't just walk onto a, a bus and start driving. I would have thought... I mean, I know they're only driving, largely driving straight. She doesn't have to probably change gears or anything, but yeah. I don't anyway. know. Sorry, Michael. Continue um, there was a There was actually in the trivia a, a story about a kid who, um, like a bus driver, did have a heart attack and he jumped, you know, sat on his lap and jammed his foot on the brakes and stopped the bus and saved the day and he got an award. Um, it's like, you know, how'd you, you know, why'd you do that? And he's gone, oh, I saw that bus movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> the speed. Um uh, the scene in which uh, Annie, Sandra Bullock, takes the chewing gum out of her mouth and pretends to put it on her seat in oh. order to have an excuse to change seats and move away from the obnoxious Stevens <laughs> was improvised by Bullock. Uh, I liked that scene. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. Um, the bus jump scene was done twice. As the bus landed too smoothly the first time, the bridge was actually there but erased digitally. Actually, that was impressive. Uh, didn't actually, you know, I didn't think we were that good at uh, CGI mm. at that stage. Um, the bus jump scene was not in the original script. Director Jan de Bont came up with a, uh, the idea one day when he was driving around Los Angeles and noticed the section of the I-105 freeway missing. <laughs> uh, the film <clears throat> ran out of money before it was completed. 
When the film was first previewed for an audience, the subway scenes were animated storyboards. The audience loved them so much, the uh, studio came up with the funds to shoot the scenes properly. Uh, Keanu mm. and Jeff trained for real SWAT with real SWAT personnel to perfect their movements. Keanu did approximately 90% of his own stunts. If the budget Sorry. drops below $50 million, it, <laughs> movie will explode. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so with that, he actually did, you know where he jumped from the... The, the the Jaguar, Porsche. the Jaguar. Mm-hmm. When he jumps from the Jaguar to the bus, he actually did that himself. Yeah. Except they didn't use that and, di- and didn't tell Jan de Bont he was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they basically had it set up, and he goes, "It's all right, guys. I got this," and just jumped. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Jan cast uh, Keanu Reeves as Jack Trevor after seeing him in Point Break. He felt the actor was vulnerable on the screen. He's not threatening to men because he's not that bulky and he looks great to women. And and there's still the truth to this day. Mm. Just yep. Nice human. You love that guy. Uh, Devon also cast in Hopper because he didn't want a typical villain. He wanted Payne to be a regular guy who just snapped one day. Mm. Um, Keanu turned down the lead as he found Graham Yost's original skip to, uh, script to be too much like Die Hard's not, uh, yeah, Die Hub. Uh, he signed on after um, Jan Devon brought in Joss Whedon to rewrite the script. There you go. Mm. Uncredited well, is Joss Whedon. Interesting. Well, this movie was basically pitched as <coughs> Die Hard on a Bus. Mm. Uh, so the nickname the other one is the Speed 2 is Die Hard on a Boat. Um, mm. Rennie Harlan and Quentin Tarantino were offered the chance to direct it but turned it down. And Tarantino... Tarantino would have... Would have been interesting. Well, he named it as one of his 20 favourite films, yeah. Would have um, been uh, double the length and a lot more dialogue. Yeah. And it would have been at least two or three people holding guns at each other <laughs> yeah. at some stage. Yeah. Um, ten buses were used. Each one had two steering wheels, one for Sandra and one for the stunt driver, and which was more often than not on the roof of the bus. Um <laughs> Joss Whedon rewrote the script uncredited. According to Yost, the credited writer, Whedon wrote most of its dialogue. Um, yeah, which it, which was really generally pretty Yeah, yeah there wasn't that much Joss Whedon dialogue in there, that's for sure. It's actually like 90% of it, I think. Like, <laughs> um, Which is weird because some of the one-liners came off really average. Would you agree? Like there was the one where he's like, you know, he lost his head. It's like. Oh, yeah. oh, something like that. <laughs> it was like, that was lame. Pop quiz um, hot shot. Yeah. Uh, that was yeah, good. That was good. The pop quiz hot shot. That was yeah. part. That was all, always good. Cool. Uh, the shot of the bus entering LAX while the plane takes off behind it took more than 50 takes. Um, whenever the highway scene needed to be reshot, all the cars had to return to a starting mark. Um, DeBont went on to say it was a logistical nightmare. Uh, the movie was released one week before the O.J. Simpson chase. <laughs> um, and that's it. So, but basically, and I think on that O.J., like the many audiences saw the film in theatres noticed how closely scenes from the film resembled the real-life Bronco chase, including media coverage and aerial shots of Los Angeles freeways. So, yeah. That's pretty good timing, really, isn't it, for the movie? Yeah. Like, all right. Uh, final thoughts and ratings. Obviously, our ratings are out of 10. 10 being a great movie, 0 being a terrible movie, and 5 being somewhere in the middle. Uh, Glenn, I'll go to you first. All right. Um, open. Okay. So first, I'll just talk about why my score isn't higher, and that's because 
the villain's motivation is questionable. The opening titles are ugly, and over three <laughs> minutes, and over the top of three minutes of nothing, which I almost want to turn it off because there's literally nothing happening. The soundtrack barely exists and gives it. I would give that a zero out of ten for soundtrack. Um, when you, especially when you compare it to Terminator Two and things like that, around the similar time in the nineties, where the songs just could really make it so much more. Um, but having said all that, there's a lot to love in this film and I remember liking it when it came out and um, it was fun and I was curious if it would hold up um, on a second watch and not only did it hold up for me but it's actually better than I remembered and a lot more fun than um, I thought I was going to have so I give this 8 out of 10 yep Michael Um, I thought like you know Having watched this, you know, film originally, and I thought, oh, that was pretty good. And rewatching it now, and I'm in a different position than Glenn. It kind of felt more like a suspense film, you know, rather than the action, because you were really just kind of like it was suspenseful, and there was like some action sequences. Um, whilst you know it was an entertaining film, I didn't think it, you know, it's not better than average. Like you know, it's not amazing when you compare it to a lot of action films nowadays, when, you know, you hold that up against, you know, John Wick or even like The Matrix and and some other, you know, really kind of amazing films, um, even once that The Kingsman, uh, it's kind of more in the middle of the pack for me. So I, I gave it a six, six out of ten. And you had, it was great reasons, Glenn. You have not really thought it. I just thought, nah, this is a six to me. <laughs> So I, I happened to watch this with my wife um, and after after it finished, I said, what do you reckon? She goes, 8.1. Oh, crap. We don't do point ones. She goes, why not? It's just a more accurate way to do it. And I said, well, that's true. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Oh, my rating is an eight. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's like this is a classic 90s and I think that the 90s probably did action movies. I mean, now they're, you know, Cinematically, they're so much bigger, bigger action set pieces and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I think the 90s were really, really established a lot of the really strong. When they're not relying they on the effects. They sort of moved from so the 80s much. and they, they sort of, yeah, a lot more story-based and and it was a lot more at the everyman, which is, you know, we, we started that with Die Hard and then, you know. Which is 80s. Sort of move into something like this. Um, well, it is, you're right, 89. But, yeah, for me, this is an eight. It's... Once we once you're on the bus, this movie just doesn't stop. I know because they can't like it can't go out the high end. No, that's true, <laughs> but it's just high end tension the whole way, and I, I just loved it. I thought the ending was disappointing. They didn't need to put, as we've said, put that extra one. Um, question without notice: where, where would you put if you if I said that Keanu Reeves was a top five action star through through my time of movies? Do you think is that? Am I crazy? Because when you and the reason why I say this is, if you go back over his back catalogue, he's got Point Break, which I loved, Speed, which I've just given an eight. You've got the John Wick franchise, which has got three, and they're three excellent movies with a fourth to come. I think it's um, in March. And then you've got the Matrix. Now I, I haven't watched all of the Matrix movies. I'll, I'll Listen admit, I watched the first, and I've really enjoyed. And uh, I've heard the second one's not too bad, but then they sort of get progressively worse. But you know, like he's got three or two huge franchises, 
plus some of those early action movies. I think if you if you put his action films up against some of some other action stars, I think he stands out pretty well. Yeah, definitely. The I mean, and like there are other like ones that are fantastic as well. Like there is Constantine, which I've mentioned. Um, well, he was in The Devil's Advocate, yeah. which he classes as an action, but that was a that was a pretty strong film. Um, I enjoyed that one. Yeah, so like you know, he's got a fair bit of action under his belt. Hmm. I don't know. I just reckon if you if you talked about action stars, I don't know if he'd be one of the first people in the conversation. But I think if you actually look at what he's done, his movies made truckloads of money, and some of them have been groundbreaking, like The Matrix. Yeah, you know, this this was excellent. Point Break was excellent, and then you've got the Wick franchise, which I think is just mm. brilliant. So, hmm. but yeah, so an eight for me. Loved it. All right, uh, on to socials. Uh, obviously, we can be found on Twitter at Cinematic Leap is our handle, and Facebook. Just search for Cinematic Leap. We can be found on Audible, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Plus, somewhere else, I'm sure. When <laughs> you've, we're, we're, we're if you and plus if Everywhere. there's a place that you want to be yeah. that we want to that you want us to be found, I'm sure we'll try and find a way to get it uploaded there. Please rate us, review us. It does help others find us, and that's certainly what we're after. Um, Where did the score end up? Yeah. Like, you know, 8, 8, and 6. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. 8, 8, and 6. That's by my math is a 22. Sorry, Michael, I did forget about that key part. Which We're having a good season. Go to the Still above 20. It's good. Mm. Yeah, we've actually been pretty consistent. There's only one movie under 20, and that was Scott Pilgrim versus The World, which was 19.5. Wow. Um, so what did I say? This was a 22. That puts this in the number three position. Scream is our top rated movie at 28 with Baby Driver at 26.5. This on 22. We then have Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse on 21.5 with Scream 2 at 21.5. Die Hard 4 on 20. And as I said, Scott Pilgrim just under 20 at 19.5. So yeah, we've had a pretty good run so far. Uh, speaking of good runs, uh, it is time for our cinematic loop. All right, so I actually get to sit this one out. Um, I do believe, uh, Michael, you get to choose the leaper, and Glenn, you get to choose the movie. And uh, some some nice talent to choose from, you know, uh, Keanu, uh, Sandra, Dennis, Jeff. Um, I mean, the only thing I want to see from Jeff, though, would be The Martian. We've already done that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, really, for me, it comes between uh, two... I'm going with actors. Um, it's between Keanu and Sandra. Um, and I was looking at Sandra stuff, and there's a film like Bullet Train. I was like, oh, we get to Bullet Train for that. Um, mm, and there's not. other stuff that she's got as well. But I think in the end, I'm going to go with Keanu Reeves. Like, um, it's it's yes. it's time. It's our man. Uh, and I can only just hope Glenn doesn't fuck this up. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, every chance. Well, you've ruined things, Michael, because the logical next movie is is Speed Two. Thank God um, I dodged that bullet. <laughs> I know what you want me to what what you want me to say here. Um, I'm not, Constantine. I'm probably not going to do it. I'm probably not going to do it. Uh, mm. Look, as long as you avoid things like Sweet November, um, we're good. Don't put don't put ideas That's in too late now. <laughs> well, um, 
Okay, well, I'll go. Look, it's. I don't know. Go on, go, Glenn. How, what do you want to say, Scott? Oh, look, I, I'm a huge fan of the John Wick franchise. Yes, you are. So I'd, I'd love to go down that that path. But then, you know, as we said, point break, devil's advocate. And I just realised he's a voice in Toy Story 4. Mm, he is. Which be Plays the, um, the stunt, uh, stunt motorcycle rider. Very funny. Yeah, so which wouldn't be a bad way to go, being that we have dipped into the animated world. Mm. I'm not sure how, to, how you choose between the lake house and a walk in the clouds. Uh, um, you don't. By choosing John Wick. Or Constantine <laughs> or Chain Reaction. No. Um, uh, no, I'm not choosing either of those. I was just... Uh, 47 Roman. <laughs> I started watching a movie the other day called Destination Wedding that's got Keanu Reeves and... Um, who's the other one? Um, Winona Ryder. And got about 10, maybe 20 minutes into it, and it is unwatchable. So oh, good. Thank God. It is, God. It is bad. Wow. It is just, oh, my God. It is just absolute torture to sit through. Um, but I'm going to pick a movie that I don't think you guys have seen, um, which, you know, is, a, is one of the reasons you wanted to do this podcast is to see movies you hadn't seen before. And, you know, watching a Keanu movie you haven't seen before is obviously exciting. Um, I'm going to pick a movie. It may be hard to leap from. There's not as many options as this movie, but this movie is called Knock Knock. Don't read too much about it. Just go watch it. And then um, <laughs> I'm interested in your in, in, in what you think of it. Knock Knock. I think there'll be some things to talk about coming out of this movie. Right. I don't know if they'll be good or bad. Can we, can we get our first below 15 movie? Well, it depends. I, I think people either hate it or hate it less. Um, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Knock knock. But it, it's it's Keanu doing Keanu at his best. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see. Right. We'll see how that goes next week. Of all the options Wait. we could have gone with. <laughs> <laughs> What's something new? Okay. What's something new? I can't even see any filmography. Oh, there it is. It's a twenty fifteen yeah. film. There yes. you go. Oh, Ooh. there it is. It's also got um that girl who's amazing, Anna de Armas. She's in a lot of great things. Um anyway. That's mm. our movie for next week. All right. Knock, knock. All right. Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So next time you hear from us, we will have watched the movie Knock, Knock. Thank you for listening. Uh, look forward to speaking with you next time. Thank you. Take the Chevy to the living. And like that, he's gone. In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. That's it, man. Game over, man. Game over. Cinematic Leap.